The country is headed toward a civil war. The cultural divide we're seeing now can only end in violence, and it must be stopped. Says who? Says more than a thousand members, active and retired, of the military in a letter to the president warning about what is to come if we don't stop embracing Marxism, socialism, and woke culture. The country is France. And it comes on the heels of the New York Times reporting a few months ago that even Macron himself, a liberal, had admitted that woke culture exported from America and America's universities and institutions was destroying France, tearing it apart at the seams. Specifically, the letter warned that we are headed toward multiculturalism, racial war, and fanatic partisans, the French military leaders wrote, leading the country to a civil war they felt could only end in violence. The blunt message caused a tizzy, not just in France, but across Europe. The elites freaked and promised to purge the military members who signed the letter because in France, taking any kind of political position while you're still active duty is actually illegal. That's how important these folks felt it was to warn their country about what's coming. So the elites didn't like it. They're vowing to sack them all. But what did the French public think? Subsequent polling showed that 58% supported the words of the soldiers and 73% believe France is disintegrating. 84% feel that violence, particularly violence between different racial groups who have been weaponized by the media and French institutions against each other, is increasing. And 49% think the military should restore order. In other words, the French people agreed. Then this week, it happened here. 124 former retired admirals, generals, and high-ranking military officials wrote a similar letter, saying the country is in danger of falling into Marxism, that election fraud is real, that we are in danger just through our election system of turning into a banana republic. Unlike in France, the mainstream media here didn't cover it. They all but blacked it out. Two countries, same sick culture, same unprecedented, historic warning from retired military, admirals, generals. The letter here warned Americans in a strikingly similar tone to the one in France. Our nation's in deep peril. We are in a fight for our survival as a constitutional republic, like at no time since our founding in 1776, the letter said, the conflict is between supporters of socialism and Marxism versus supporters of constitutional freedom and liberty. The letter took aim at the Democrats' tyrannical government, their full-blown assault on our constitutional rights in a dictatorial manner, their population control actions, including censorship of written and verbal expression. And a long train of abuses, including our government's intentional creation of a crisis at the southern border, intentional destruction of America's newly won energy independence, and the Biden administration's decision to give aid and comfort to Iran's regime of terror. Remember, America, death to America, Iran chanted in their parliament. They continued listing the Democrats' use of the military as pawns to intimidate conservatives while coddling Antifa and Black Lives Matter insurrectionists. And the retired U.S. generals and admirals warned Americans bluntly, just as bluntly 
as the French generals warned France. Quote, the survival of our nation and its cherished freedoms, liberty, and historic values are at stake. They go on to say that voting responsibly is no longer enough. And they told all, underlined once, to act, underlined three separate times. So this is historic. This is not a run-of-a-mill letter reminding Americans about the importance of elections, as American Thinker pointed out. This is a modern version of Thomas Paine's common sense urging Americans to action. So think about this, folks. Uh, Within a three-week period, esteemed former high-ranking members of the French and U.S. military have finally decided to sound the alarm that the futures of both countries now hang in the balance, civil war is at hand, and yes, even violence, and it is woke culture, i.e. Marxism in the form of woke culture, that is tearing both countries apart. And this part of the American Thinker article I'm quoting from is chilling because it nails it better than I ever could. Now military professionals in both France and the United States are admitting that by failing to defend the achievements and hard-won lessons of Western civilization, two of the world's great nation states, France and America, are at risk of collapse. Secondly, The coordinated timing of these two letters should be seen as an acknowledgement that what battles lie ahead will not resemble insular civil conflicts that remain quarantined within the borders of U.S. or France. Rather, they will be, listen to this, transnational wars waged between freedom-minded people seeking limited constitutional government and Marxist socialists demanding total state control. We are walking into Samuel P. Huntington's nightmarish clash of civilizations where cultural upheaval renders national boundaries inconsequential. But there's a bit of good news in this American thinker piece, too. The line goes like this. These two contemporary French and American letters should be seen as implicit promises to the citizens of both nations that they are not alone. Too many people have suffered in silence as their countries have been fundamentally transformed against their will. When they do speak up and exercise their rights to assemble and petition their governments for redress of grievances, it is they who come under attack. Why are they speaking out now? Lots of reasons, but one of the key ones on both sides of the pond is that these military officers see the very institutions they came out of being prepared to be turned against the people. Which brings us to the second part of this podcast today, the story of Emma. Wait till you hear this. Up next. According to data compiled by researcher David Tripp on SanctuaryCounties.com, a full, are you ready for this? 46% of all U.S. counties are now Second Amendment sanctuaries. That's according to the site. There are fourteen hundred fifty-nine. There are fourteen hundred fifty-nine Second Amendment sanctuary counties out of a total of three thousand one hundred forty-four. Noah Davis, who runs the site, says he's still tallying them, and he's just one guy. But it's all happening so fast, and he says, "I'm just one person in in Virginia." Now. This isn't to say that half the country now lives in a Second Amendment sanctuary. Most of these sanctuaries tend to be in rural areas, and half the country lives in coastal counties. And even a single county like Los Angeles is more population than the smallest 1,200 counties combined. Still, 
it's significant. What does this have to do with French and American generals, and in particular American generals and admirals, warning that our military is being turned against the people in support of Antifa-like individuals? A lot. Once you understand that everything you're watching the Democrats do right now is not a set of unrelated issues, but in total a power grab, and it begins to make sense. Since the days of Obama, when the Democrats have been planning to veer into unconstitutional activities, namely eliminating the amendments, they anticipated a backlash, a nullification, a rebellion. Perhaps even better than we did. We aren't using nullification, at least we weren't till now. The Dems have been using it for years, declaring their cities sanctuary cities from immigration law. Because of that, they anticipate, even better than us, what we will do as they push these increasingly draconian and authoritarian laws on us, particularly after they pack the Supreme Court, as they plan to do, turn it into a legislature to rubber stamp whatever unconstitutional thing the Democrats want to do. And they have correctly anticipated that the patriotic among the police, the National Guard, and yes, even our military will side with our half of America, not theirs. That's why you're seeing the actions they're taking now. This is a slow roll, as is everything with the left. Back during the Obama administration, when it began with the purge of the military for purely partisan reason, reasons, known conservatives were purged, over 197 in leadership, often for the smallest reasons, such as leaving blast doors on nukes open or just loss of confidence in command ability. Retired U.S. Major General Paul Vallely has spoken about this to Investors Business Daily. He said the Obama White House failed to take action or investigate its own officials, but found it easy to fire military commanders quote, who have given their lives for their country, unquote. Valley says the purge is happening because Obama wants to get rid of those who do not believe in what he believes from a partisan ideology standpoint. He said, quote, the White House protects their own. That's why they stalled on the investigation into Fast and Furious Benghazi and Obamacare. He's intentionally weakening and gutting our military, Pentagon, and reducing us as a superpower. And anyone in the ranks who disagrees or speaks out is being purged, he said. Another senior retired general told The Blaze, this is Investor's Business Daily reporting, on the condition of anonymity because he still provided services to the government and feared retribution, that, quote, they're using the opportunity of the shrinkage of the military to get rid of people that don't agree with them or do not toe the party line. Remember, this is the same Obama who anticipated creating a private civilian force that would answer to the government that was bigger than the military. And this is the same Obama who began the the consent decree takeover of over 36 of the nation's largest police departments. By the time they were done, the federal government had those police departments answering to them. Essentially, it was policing 40 million people. When Trump, and I've explained this on the podcast before, came in, Jeff Sessions, his attorney general, in perhaps the only useful thing he did, tore up every one of those consent agreements and set those agencies free. There's a reason the federal government is, at the same time, 
the liberal media is hyping race and the need to defund police, making plans to either replace them with officers that answer to the federal government or take over these police agencies using the excuse of race through consent decrees, which allows the liberal Department of Justice to all but run these police agencies. But it's not enough just to purge the ranks. You have to refill them with the kind of person who never joined the military before. Cultural warriors who'd feel comfortable at an Antifa rally or a Black Lives Matter march, who might have smashed a window or two, who are Marxist, and who, when they describe their reasons for joining the CIA or the military, don't mention America at all. Which is how... To my great horror last week, we ended up watching a woman with a Marxist power fist on her T-shirt, a T-shirt that surely must have been chosen for her or at least approved by CIA flax in that recruitment video. Yes, it's the Marxist power fist. It was right there in the middle of her shirt. The classic symbol Marxists have used in their violent revolutions since the beginning of the 1900s. It wasn't what she said that was so scary. It was the fist and what it means. I covered it in a Battleground America podcast from May 4th called The CIA Isn't Your Friend or America's. And now comes the Army recruitment video targeted at the same cultural warriors, the radicals marching in the streets. It, too, doesn't mention America or anything patriotic at all because that is is no longer the focus of a purged military, any more than it's the focus of a purged CIA. This recruitment video from the Army that came out a week ago is called Emma. The key part to focus on is not the homosexual lifestyle part, but the part about marching. You can't see it because this is audio, but in the video, this is clearly a march Antifa and Black Lives Matter types would have taken part in. This recruitment video for the Army makes perfectly clear both who is welcome in the military's new culture and who is not. It's the who is not part that's the most important, particularly after Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin's purge of the military. Its investigation of members for extremism was reported to target not just those who support Trump or conservative causes, but even those who, for religious reasons, reject same-sex marriage, or gender ideology. Welcoming all to serve in the military is fine. Unifying. That's not what this is. This is a call for woke coastal elites to join the military. The kind of people who wouldn't have a moral objection to dealing with rebellion in the other half of the country, those sanctuary counties. Take a listen. Note where Emma is from. In the recruitment video. This is the story of a soldier who operates your nation's Patriot Missile Defense Systems. It begins in California with a little girl raised by two moms. Although I had a fairly typical childhood, took ballet, played violin, I also marched for equality. I like to think I've been defending freedom from an early age. 
When I was six years old, one of my moms had an accident that left her paralyzed. Doctors said she might never walk again. But she tapped into my family's pride to get back on her feet. Eventually standing at the altar to marry my other mom. With such powerful role models, I finished high school at the top of my class and then attended UC Davis, where I joined a sorority full of other strong women. But as graduation approached, I began feeling like I'd been handed so much in life, a sorority girl stereotype. Sure, I'd spent my life around inspiring women, but what had I really achieved on my own? One of my sorority sisters was studying abroad in Italy. Another was climbing Mount Everest. I needed my own adventures, my own challenge. And after meeting with an army recruiter, I found it. A way to prove my inner strength and maybe shatter some stereotypes along the way. I'm U.S. Army Corporal Emma Malone Lord, and I answered my calling. Now compare it to the now infamous CIA one. Completely both of them devoid of patriotism, red, white, and blue, any sense whatsoever of an American identity. Instead, only their intersectional identity, Emma's and the CIA one, is part of it. Their box checking is part of it. America is not. This is the new culture. And there's a reason it's being fostered. Thank you for listening to today's edition of the Battleground America podcast. Please subscribe and share with like-minded friends and family everywhere.